Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Ready for an amazing deal? BreezeLine's fiber-powered internet starting at $19.99 per month offers the reliability you deserve and security you can trust. Whether you're streaming, gaming, or working from home, we've got all your needs covered with speeds up to 1 gig and our two-year price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with two free months of internet, free equipment, and free Wi-Fi your way to protect against cyber threats. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires July 8, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Poppin' Congregation, it's your girl Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. And we're back with another episode of Scam Goddess, the podcast all about robbery, fraud, and those who practice it. Don't I sound like I'm on NPR right now? I'm trying to talk slower, y'all. I was listening to the podcast the other day, and I had to check the speed. I was like, it has to be in 2.5x, and it was in 1x. And I was like, wow, I talk like an auctioneer. I talk like I've taken a substantial amount of uppers. So, you know, we're working on things. Anyways, uh, I, how do you guys feel about that? Oh, thank you. I really appreciate the support. Uh, congregation, you know I'm very what? Yes, excited, elated, thrilled. We have a repeat guest who we haven't seen in years. And if you're not an OG listener, you may not have even heard this episode because you know they be locking shit up behind the paywall <laughs> jail. But we have an amazing com- and a genius comedian. Okay, Mensa verified genius comedian, writer, actress, podcaster, back on the show. She's the author of the new book, Raw Dog, The Naked Truth About Hot Dogs, which is, <laughs> like, honestly, only only she could do this book. And it's it's selling now. It was New York Times bestseller, honey. Also, she's the co-host of the Bechtel Cast, a feminist movie podcast on iHeartRadio with Caitlin Durante, who I also love. Congregation, please welcome back Jamie Loftus to the show. Hi, Jamie. Oh, it feels so good to be back. I really feel like I've 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 aged like a president since the last time I was on this show. I really feel like I'm flopping out of a cave. No, like uh, you look great. Ursula at the beginning of the of the Little Mermaid. Spiritually, I'm just dust at this point. Okay, so and I'm so excited. It's a it's a it's a different person entering the episode. <laughs> Wait, I love this. I and I love that like I see so many photos of people with the book Raw Dog. I've got to read it. But like I've seen it all over my Twitter timeline and not even just like oh. retweets from you or anything like that, just like uh, people loving the book and I think a book about hot dogs is just so uniquely you and so like Aww. you love a deep dive and you're so great at that kind of thing. And I saw you at the hot dog eating competition on yes. my birthday. Yes, yes. It was, uh, you know, two incredible earth-shattering events that take place each year. Um, yeah, this year was a banger. It was really scary. 
Uh, there was like lightning on Scary. Coney Island. They evacuated <laughs> the island. Wow. And then Joey Chestnut stormed out with his little feet. And then he was like, fuck it. We're doing the contest. And then I took an Uber, the worst Uber ride of my life from the hotel back to Coney Island and, uh, you know, ran uh, absolutely hauled ass to see Joey Chestnut eat like 62 hot dogs. And uh, that's on me. I think that that's not a positive quality, but that's how I observed your birthday this year was like <laughs> soaking wet on Coney Island, trying to see the nastiest thing that happens each year. I love that. I didn't know it happened on Coney Island. I saw that you guys were like mm-hmm. wet, but I didn't know where you were. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah Marshall really generously accompanied me. And then it was like the worst conditions in the entire world. But we met this. There was this like little old man I had met two years ago at the contest mm-hmm. that I was. He's so great. I dedicated my book to him because I was like, he's great. What? But oh, my gosh. <laughs> he was <laughs> he really stuck with me. He was like such. Let's see. He was like the most old man, old man ever where he was like. You just got to show up to work on time and follow your dreams. And I was like, this guy's the best. Uh, And I was like, so sure that he had died, (laughs) but he was there. He was there. He just turned 90 and he shared his umbrella. I was like, not prepared. He's like, get under here. He's like one foot tall. It was nuts. I loved it. Oh my God. Did you cry when you found out he was still alive? I truly, I truly couldn't believe it. Sarah pointed him out and was like, this sounds like the guy you described. I was like, I didn't even consider the possibility that he was alive. It hadn't (laughs) even occurred to me that he had lived two more years. It was, it was, how was your birthday this year? Good for him. It was, it was great. I actually really enjoyed it this time and I wasn't like working it like a damn job, like, which is normally what it is. Um, You know, it wasn't like a photo shoot all day and like all that extra stuff. It was like fun. I got in the pool. I got wet. Um, If you follow the podcast, you saw me in the pool and singing and acting a fool. I was going to say with your old man, um, (laughs) The reason I asked if you cried was because I had an old, uh, he wasn't old. He's just like from my past um, manager at a restaurant who was just like the hottest, tallest gay man just like out here in the scene. And he would like sometimes disappear like on benders and like come back though. And he just like, you know, was friends with all these like fancy celebrities and um, so he like would disappear and so I remember when I left my old job because it was just so abusive and went to Mm -hmm. I followed him to a new place and and then he disappeared from the new place that I followed him to and so I just thought he was dead I just thought he was dead because he like never resurfaced and then I saw him in a nightclub last week and I started crying in the club. (laughs) That is really sweet. And I instantly am like, how often does that happen to him that people are like, oh, my God, how are you alive? Good for you. Wow. Is just leave jobs and like disappear? Because one time they found him in the hospital. So it's like, you know, it was kind of a situation of like, but that was like he got beat up at a gas station. It wasn't like he was in the hospital Mm. for, I can't say too much. But anyway, anyways, child, that's (laughs) all. I was just like, did you cry? Because I was in the club crying. Like we were just sat down and talked for like half an hour. I was like, oh my God. Like, (laughs) 
Oh, that's, I'm so glad you got to catch up too. And he like, he remembered, I'm sure he remembered you. Like, I'm so glad you got to catch up. That's so, well, with someone you're like, I thought you were dead. I, when I approached the old man, he did not have any recollection of who I was. I was like, oh, that's, we talked for six hours two years ago. And he was like, yeah, I talked to a lot of people. And then I like had a copy of the book with me and I was like, oh, well. That conversation really stuck with me. I dedicated my book to you. And he no. like just did not remember me 1%. No. Okay, he is, to his credit, he's hella, hella old. So uh, I, I don't think was that was shade. Yeah, so. I, don't, I don't think that was shade. I don't think he was trying to big time you. Like, I talk to a lot of people. So um, the hot dog girls, they know me. Oscar Mayer <laughs> got a first name over here, bitch. He's there because we're in the press area. He's there every year and he is like territorial about his spot. The whole bit. But yeah, I was like, I, I I loved our conversation. I dedicated my book to you. And then he was like, oh, that's I think then he felt bad. And then he's like, I, he said exactly what you said. He's like, it's not that you're not memorable. It's that I'm old. And I was like, well. I don't know. It could be both. It's hard to say. <laughs> no, you're very memorable. I honestly think it's like, uh, bro, he could have just lied. But he old. And that's the good thing about being old is like, you don't give a fuck no more. He was like, I don't yeah. remember you. I talked to a lot of people. Okay. <laughs> like, I got I got a brand deal with. with um, he doesn't have time or energy to lie. And I was like, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for absolutely demolishing me. It's uh, <laughs> nice. Good for him. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Coco Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks. Trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bust when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing right over there. I got on the underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. We always ask on this podcast, what is your relationship with scams? Do you love them? Mm -hmm. Do you hate them? It could be anything. Have you been scammed recently? Anybody try to run anything on the hot? (laughs) Anything. It can literally be anything. I haven't been scammed. Well, actually, I, 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 I'm a fan of, it depends on the scam, scam to scam. Like, 
high level scams, it depends. It just depends on who's the victim of the scam, I right. think. I was most recently scammed by my new landlords oh, who damn. immediately evicted me. And that scam what? I didn't love. It was they How scammed you- me via taking advantage of tenant law. This was okay, this was nuts. Where it's also probably maybe boring, but I I got they sold the duplex that I lived in okay. on the east side. I lived there for years. It's rent controlled. I was like, I'm good. Doesn't matter. Like cool new landlords. So they buy the duplex. They I don't know. They were. I guess that there's a loophole where they if they claim that they're going to live in your apartment, then they can evict you even if you like have all the protections in the world. So these the men who bought my apartment were two millionaire brothers and they had they told me to my face, sorry, you have to leave because we are going to, we two millionaire brothers are moving into your one bedroom apartment. Oh, okay. So you have to leave. And I was like, there it would be I would watch the, the property show brothers if they was did like that. we moving into your apartment. <laughs> The two, the see- Oppenheimer group, the, the <laughs> those two it ball moves. Really <laughs> oh my god! It was like, it was brutal. At first, when I saw the two names, I was like, "Oh, it's a married couple that's right. evicting me. That's at least interesting." But it's brothers. It was the worst case scenario. It sucked, uh, and they told. And, but I looked them up. They're like venture capitalists. I was like, "There's no way you're moving into my apartment." But so, are you going to hire a private eye and have them sit outside of the apartment and take photographs and show that they never lived there? Ooh, I told I told my neighbors what had happened because they can get away with it. But if it's like observably true that they don't live there, I can sue them. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And they VCs yeah. like, oh, we could have a cute little lawsuit. We could get a, a little meal yeah. or something out of this pain and I suffering. Get a love. neck brace when you go to court. <laughs> I'm gonna go full <laughs> Robert Durst. <laughs> Just walk in with a neck brace and be like, I can't be held accountable for a crime if I was on meth while I was doing it. That's the kind of scam that I kind of love where it's just so flagrant that you're like, it's you had to say that out loud. Like, uh, <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, yeah. Like the lady who recently um, <laughs> said, pretended that she won the billion dollar Powerball. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. And it doesn't even make sense as a scam because she just goes in and starts, it goes into the like shop where the ticket was sold and starts crying. And is like, oh no, get away from me. And of course there's all this press there like filming her. And she's like, get away from me, get away. And then she like parts the seas of all these camera people and is like running. And someone's like, you need to get a bodyguard. And she's like, get away from me. No, no. And she's like running across the street and they're like chasing her like they're on fucking Mari. It makes no sense. Sense. <laughs> that is that's another good like I mean I know you know every like flavor in the Baskin Robbins arrangement of scams, but that's a fun one. One that's just like I think I want attention. Right. So <laughs> like, I'm bored. <laughs> I'm real bored. I'm bored. There's an opportunity. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not gonna hurt anybody, and right. everyone will have to look at me. <laughs> <laughs> everyone will have to look at me. <laughs> And honestly, isn't that what we do? Like, everyone will have to look at me. 
<laughs> it's like what we would have to do if we had no skills. And I think that that is uh, beautiful and I celebrate it. I feel like they're kind of our peers, whether we like it or not. They are. They are. Mm -hmm. All of these people are our peers. Like the non-player character people on TikTok are peers. Ice cream so good. <laughs> and honestly, if you see me, if you see me saying ice cream so good, you'll mind your business. Okay? <laughs> Unless you're going to pay me on TikTok, okay? You got to match it. <laughs> gang, gang. Gang, gang. Okay? <laughs> Look, we all got to make a living. Okay? We all got to eat. We on strike right now. Okay? I'm going to give me a flat iron and some popcorn kernels and get to work. <laughs> I talk fast anyway. I said it at the top of the podcast. I can do this. I'm re I'm ready for that pivot. I I'm I'm excited for you. Could you imagine? Oh god. <laughs> that is that is very end of world where you're like, "Oh, there's when you know that there's like a sinister pivot at your disposal, you're like, I can't take it, but it's so frustrating that I that I could. If I if I needed to, I always have ASMR or I could write a book about cheeseburgers against my will. Like these are not things I want to do with my life, but right. I hate that I have the option. Right. It's really unfortunate. Listen, Kev on stage made a very funny video making fun of the non-player characters. And he was like, I'm going to do it for Jesus. And I was like, God is so good. God is so good. Amen. Amen. I was like, OK, what if I do it in a way that's like holy or awareness is? Um, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you could I mean, it's like I hope this that this is a compliment like. There's no doubt in my mind that you would be you that you would do it better than anyone's ever done it before. Like it's you can do it. <laughs> I know, but it's like such shameful pivots if you have to <laughs> yeah. do them. Oh, goodness. But you know what, though, Jamie, rolling back to those property brothers who stole your property, like mm -hmm. for real, for real. If you got it in you petty wise, I would keep I would like have somebody taking pictures. I would see if they get any mail delivered, like because that lawsuit is sitting right there because they lying like a motherfucker. They are lying. Yeah. There's I mean, and they I mentioned like they don't think anybody Vegas would actually look or check. I I seriously considered. Well, the two petty things I considered was uh, buying. Um, what are those things that eat wood? Termites, termites? Buy, buying termites and just sprinkling them around before I left. <laughs> um, but then I decided I could use that same money to get a little outfit and have that be my little spy outfit. And I think that that is the better option. Yeah. So when I'm back in September, I'm going to be like in a black mini skirt and a trench coat with binoculars walking past, daring these VC brothers to be in the window. They won't be. There's no way. No. And we got to keep a track on the comings and goings. Let me know, because now I'm involved. No. I want to be there. I want to be in the car in the stakeout, eating a donut, you know, taking mm -hmm. photos. Like, because I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm vested now. I'm a stakeout has not, like, a stakeout sounds really, really nice. And I need something to do. And so this is very bad timing for them, because I got nothing but time. Right. <laughs> after this after this podcast, I'm going to get the address because after I'm striking, yeah. after I'm done protesting, I need some cool air anyway. I can sit in my car and just watch mm -hmm. and just see just wait. the comings and goings. See if Dan or James come. It's also like the most generic ass names in the entire world. Like these, they, they are NPCs. 
in my life, but they're punishing me. I mean, aren't all VCs NPCs? Like, they don't have no soul. Yeah. They, there's no guiding force in their life other than little paper monies. Ooh, all my paper monies that I'm hoarding. <laughs> it was fun. when when I was like getting the move out inspection. The guy, one of the brothers, moving like he was moving around like he was a, a sim that was like glitching. <laughs> like he was just like do 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 do. Like he could have just started walking in a circle and then pissing himself. Like if I had put something in his way. But right, I just running into the nice wall. About it. <laughs> <laughs> Until I like bought him new pants or sent him to work or whatever. Well, you know, I hate to hear that, but I love the lawsuit that we're going to file because we're going to get wait. their asses. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to be your lawyer. <laughs> You're going to have to send me a hard drive worth of. I'm going to be video. your lawyer and I'm going to be your private eye. And I'm going to <laughs> my client. I'm going to do my Annalise Keating. And I'm also going to do <laughs> my Olivia Pope. <laughs> I'll yeah, be and then like the oscillate between the two, but don't acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> at all. At all. It's going to be cartoonish, but it's going to work. Okay. It's going to be good. Robbery! Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about. Children. Yes, Whitney said they are our future, and don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher, okay? Which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Coco Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. So let's get into our first segment here. Uh, well, actually, our second segment. Look at me, chap. Uh, you know, we be really, y'all, we really down here, down bad, okay? So y'all just be glad that y'all get in some podcasts because the girls don't know where our, where our jobs are going to be at. So <laughs> we would like them back. We would like them back. So Truly, um, we're getting so feral. It's getting scary. <laughs> It really is like I was singing karaoke on the picket line. Um, so yeah, Wait, what, I pulled an Imagine Dragons. I I mean I think it's, I think it had to be more welcome. No, it was. I mean it was, but it was also like well, it was less cringe because we had the kid do it, but it was the theme song of iCarly, uh, and we sang oh, it in I front of Paramount. That. <laughs> that was great. That was great. And then you tweeted out the lyrics. Yeah, I love that. Oh yeah, when I changed the lyrics, like listen. yeah, 
We're doing what we can. We're doing the best they can with what we got. Um, but there's an improv strike tomorrow. All the UCB people are meeting up at Netflix. And I'm a little nervous that we're going to be like, can I get a word? <laughs> I really, I think that it's, I think the true power that we have is to be as annoying as humanly possible. Yes. Like that should always be the goal is to be as of not and i feel like you know between actors and writers some of the most annoying people on the face of the planet truly truly but the but the thing is is like i think to the like america they want to see us on strike like crying and shit on the picket and being like why why man so why <laughs> like that's what they want to see because i think they think that's like oh they really are sad they really need money but they don't realize like the message we're sending to amptp is bitch we'll do this forever we right. will do this forever <laughs> we'll... so you better come to the oh. table <laughs> Do you want us to write another original song? Because we'll right. do it. That's why I, I wish that Imagine Dragons had stuck around. That though, as <laughs> like as a writer, that was so funny. Where I was like, wow, that really is the best we could do. Like it's so there's so many wonderful like parts of of the actors joining the writers on strike. It's the best thing in the entire world, and it's also like the actors can get better than america uh than imagine dragons i i don't know that we would have been able to <laughs> i'm not sure i'm sure as we go on we will but i'm wa- i'm waiting for the days where we start throwing some on the grill you know in front mm-hmm. of the studio i feel like we're going to have to start cooking hot dogs and burgers and shit we're going to have to get real <laughs> i will creative. i will fucking be there i will <laughs> be there i will do i will do a a, a half smoke i'll boil them <laughs> That would be mean. That's I. I will boil. I'll give people I don't like the boiled ones, and everyone else gets a half smoke. Oh, oh and I'm a half smoke. Like char a little bit of it. Like it's got the skin like puckling up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of you really got to use your teeth. Ooh, I love a strike hot dog. The oh, best. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, now I got to get a little a little grill and some Charles Ford out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into our next segment here. Uh, This is what's hot and fraud. I was about to say this is listener letter because at this point, are we really, have I told y'all anything else? Um, I will eventually. But, uh, you know, as always, snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes, fuck up your bag. But right into the show, snitch. I want to hear the mess. Uh, Jamie, I need a fake name for this person. We don't care about gender. Could be anything. Okay. Uh, Daniel Santa. Daniel Santa. Uh, it's so funny because the name here, their real name or email or whatever is so fucking funny. I'll tell you after the podcast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Daniel Santa, which makes me laugh because I'm thinking of Santa University. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I don't know how you find time, Jamie, to do all these unhinged projects that are so fun. <laughs> I just so get different. like, I, I, I let myself buy three Adderall pills a year and I just am really judicious with them. (laughs) (laughs) And Santa University is is like one and a half of them. (laughs) Okay, that makes sense. You write it very quickly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's over 36 sleepless hours for no reason. And it's great. And it's so fun. (laughs) So, so, uh, Santa, what Santa? something dan santa dan santa 
Mm-hmm. Okay, Dan Santa says, I'll cut right to it. I know that's right, Dan Santa. Says, <laughs> so they almost got me. Facebook ads show me cute-ass plus-size dresses for $3.99, and even though I almost never click on ads, I had to see what the deal was here. I opened a new tab to the name of the company whose logo I saw at the top, Proud Poppy, to see what the deal was. I saw nothing but glowing reviews about the company, so I added a few little cute fits to my cart, and even when the shipping was $12, I said, screw it, since they let a big girl win. I'll get on I'll get in on this if I can and if not I'll dispute the charges. So, Dan Santa, it is hard to find cute plus-size clothing. Ashley Nicole Black talks about this on Twitter a lot where she's like, "Why why do they think that plus-size clothing like they we need big sleeves? Why does every yeah. dress and shirt have the largest sleeves?" <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, why does everything have to be leopard print? <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, I was, uh, I was at Walmart today, bravely, and it wow. was like a lot of it's, it's all paisley. Yeah, it's so much paisley, and you're like, no one, no one is wanting paisley. It's, so, it's so, it's very unjust. It really is. It's like, oh, if you're larger than a size ten, you don't want to be cute, right? <laughs> you don't want, you don't like fashion. Right? (laughs) Like, what are... It's so stupid. And obviously, a large part of our country is, like... I think the average size is, like, a 16. Like, what are we saying? Mm -hmm. Like, just give people clothes that are cute and make them feel good. And um, so I absolutely understand finding a steal and a deal in, you know... And also, they charge more for plus-size clothing, which is a scam as well. Absolutely. So I'm like, bruh, like, let's be so serious and for real here. Yeah, I think Dan Santa's, I mean... It's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. Now, $12 yeah. shipping is aggressive. Yes. It feels a little... Uh, what's the website that I've ordered from where nothing ever comes? <clears throat> Alibaba? <laughs> we love- That's where I always get something. And you're like, it's never going to come. But what? But one time it did three years ago. And I'm still like chasing Hanging that on. dragon. You're chasing it looked that nothing high. like what I ordered, but it showed up four Jamie, months later. Jamie, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to clock you on you saying, you know, when you order it and nothing never comes. Because I was like, that means you ordered multiple times and nothing came. And then you ordered again. The first time, you just don't know when it's going to come. Like I ordered, I was trying to get a little baby, <laughs> baby Grinch like from the movie. And mm-hmm. so I ordered it in like November and Christmas came and went. I was like, well, you know, I don't know what I expected. But then it came in March. It was like I I was in awe. So every once in a while. But it was a Christmas themed thing and it came in March. Yeah, Yeah, but then the following Christmas, people were losing it. They're like, that looks nothing like the baby Grinch. (laughs) It was it was like a time, you know, they were losing it because it didn't look like what you bought. It didn't look anything like what I bought. But I love you saying that like they were impressed. They were losing it, okay? Cuz it did <laughs> They're like not... I've never seen anything like that before. It looks uh so scary. <laughs> now you're like loving it. I love mm-hmm. that that's the response. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm with you, Dan Santa. Let's take a risk. So I definitely look past a few red flags. Now, Dan Santa, $3.99 for a dress was your first red flag. Yes. <laughs> Especially if it was cute. And then $12 shipping was the second red flag. Because why the dress yeah. $3.99, but the shipping... Tw- like That's like being like, the, the dress is $3.99, the shipping is $36. Why? 
exactly yeah because then you're i and also like if it's yeah if it's 3.99 you're like well even even if i do get this um someone had to uh really go through something horrible for it to exist oh, yes. too the but sheen there, yeah. of it all the sheen, the sheen of it i've i've never tried to say it out loud that oh, was really sheen. brave of you oh Is oh it's sheen? sheen oh honey i'll be on sheen. the ticks and the talks i'll be on that clock okay. app okay it's <laughs> sheen sheen <laughs> i've um, been following the influencer who was like defending sheen yes and like uh plus size halsey Yes, 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 yes. I'm gonna get in trouble for that. <laughs> uh, but if you look at her, you you see what I'm talking about. Uh, but she uh, she on she went on to China um, and did a whole propaganda like tour of Shein, and of course Shein like shows only their factory that is like non sweat shoppy, right? And so Where it's, it's like. like it had air conditioning and it was clean and like it wasn't like a bunch of people crammed into the same place and um they was get, they was looking like they was getting breaks and whatnot and mm. she like took them around and was like see y'all got misinformation about Shein like y'all are wrong like it's actually mm. really nice in here um what's her name I can't see that far okay uh and and uh Halsey's name is Danny DMC, but um, they the girls were dragging her because she was caping for the company and she got a free trip to China for it. And so she came out and was like, I got a free trip to China and y'all don't understand. Like I, I went to the factory. I know what's going on, on over in China and y'all don't know what's going on over in China. Like I do. I okay. Really, how really Y'all don't know how. Okay. So... <laughs> I really need influencers to stop being like, I'm an investigative reporter. And you're just like, <laughs> it's okay that you're not, but you can't just say shit. Like, you should do dances and calls on TikTok. You're not. <laughs> this it reminded me, it felt like a higher stakes work because it's they like, want. it was, she was like, whether she realized it or not, like concealing sweatshop labor, but. Like, it reminded me of, do you remember the, like, Elizabeth Holmes anecdote when, like, Joe Biden came to tour the Theranos facility and they had, like, people in one room over being like, look yeah. like this, people work here. <laughs> yes. And you're just like, you... <sighs> and they were locking like all fool. the rooms and you had to, like, have security to go to the bathroom and security had to take you to the bathroom. They was making sure you ain't snoop around and see nothing. And it Ridiculous. was because the blood machine was, like, splattering everywhere in the other room. Just blood-spattered <laughs> walls everywhere. They're like, don't let Joe Biden see the blood walls. We'll be fucked. Right. <laughs> like, get the cleaning crew on the blood walls already. Damn it. <laughs> I told y'all Joe was coming today. <laughs> Joe wasn't minding. Joe was like just trying to show everybody he's alive. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it was a it was a mutual exchange. Oh, I found the picture of them together. Yeah, he really thought he was doing something that day. That's that's fun. I love that for him. I didn't even know he was caught up in that scam. <laughs> he, he probably had like the CIA like scrub him from <laughs> from the documentaries. Yeah. We all they missed me, but yeah, they did the they did the M, uh, the Men in Black sort of memory machine for that one. No yeah. one remembers it. No, I, I no one remembers it. But uh, 
wrapping up that Sheehan thought, or Sheehan, now I'm saying something else. Wrapping up that Sheehan thought, uh, I was going to say the odd, the odd part was that that DMX or whatever her name is, influencer, like she was caping super hard for Sheehan and we'll do an episode on Sheehan, so I'm not going to get too far into it. But to finish mm-hmm. that thought, like maybe two weeks or a week and a half later, Sheehan caught a Rico charge. <laughs> no way. <Yes. laughs> I didn't know. I'll, I'll get into all of that. Why not do the, the evil laugh? Oop. Oh, my God. Yo, I'm evil. Okay, anyways. So, back to this letter. So, it says, so uh, Dan Santa says, I placed the order with PayPal so I knew I'd have some buyer protection if something went down. Then, my order confirmation was not from Proud Poppy, but from a site called Bentai.com. Riddled with spelling errors... I immediately regretted my need for comfortable and fashionable plus-size clothing and realized robbery was afoot. Bentai.com. I mean, I would say that that's another red flag, but maybe I'm being judgmental. No, Bentai. (laughs) (laughs) It don't sound like y'all doing any. It sounds like y'all got whatever domain, the words. It sounds like, you know how Apple be making them passwords for you? It sounds like they went on GoDaddy and was like, just give us the cheapest one. Like, whatever y'all got. In the in the uh, in the sale bin, we'll take it. Been tied. That's so a disgusting ch- title for a children's cartoon. Oh gosh, so gnarly. Who came up with Yo Gabba Gabba? That was a bop. Ooh, I don't know. That they really had kids going with that one, and I didn't like it. I mean, I didn't I, like it. What are we gonna come up with that'll be nonverbal for the children? Because you know, we had Teletubbies, and they'd be like, Poobah! Tinky winky. And I'm like, what is the version of that? Because the kids are like a little more gangster these days. So mm-hmm. they have a higher, they have like a higher uh standard than I right. think I did. Because they got an iPad called... when they're two months old. They got an iPad. So right. well, that's true too, because it's like I say that they have higher standards, but they but I've seen what like I don't know, like what my niece watches on YouTube. I was like, what on earth is this? It's just like a video of Spider-Man standing in the street. Just a cartoon of Spider-Man standing in the street watching cars pass. And you're like, what? this is actually really scary. Yeah, that's terrifying. What are they trying to do to yeah. the kids? Spider-Man. <laughs> it was like 15. I wonder if anyone listening's kid has watched the Spider-Man stand. It's I I wish I knew what it was called, but I know it had millions of views. It was really depressing. I was like, wow, I'm a writer and but she's watching this shit. Yeah. Spider-Man I know they like the, the unboxings. Like they like to watch other kids like open toys mm-hmm. and do that. Yeah. That at least makes sense to me. There's like some wish fulfillment going on there that I'm what like, if, oh, I'd probably do that. What if we tied a box to a string and then we just drag the box <laughs> in different locations? <laughs> like we took it to the grocery store. We took it down the street. We took it into the swimming pool. I think this is a this might be our I was show. Like that's a billion dollar idea. Don't y'all see my idea? I'm copyrighted. <laughs> I'm copyrighted right now. <laughs> All you see is the box, but it's being tugged by a string. <laughs> this is the dumbest shit. It's like when kids see Bluey, they're like, (laughs) except it's for the box. (laughs) Right? Can you imagine kids going nuts for the box? And it's going to be a brown box. It's going to be just a brown box. A featureless box. (laughs) And then the box is going to be at the Kids' Choice Awards. (laughs) (laughs) Demolishing adults. Like, just... The box makes millions of dollars a year, okay? 
<laughs> you wish you were in the box. Jojo Siwa is forced into retirement. <laughs> like, it's just bad. It's... <laughs> The box puts people out of business. Yes, this is this is a great idea. This, I mean, we're already in the dystopian era, so like, I might as well make a box famous. Exactly. Honestly, it might be an improvement. Right. Listen, the, the, the box is going to get canceled. <laughs> Don't look up what the box... The box has grown a lot in the last Don't look up what years. the box has been up to, okay? No. <laughs> It's bad. <laughs> so <laughs> wrapping this letter up, um, before uh, Dan Santa says, before I could even email the company and tell them to cancel my order, I got a tracking number. Huh? Mm-hmm. Moments later, I get that I get that some companies make shipping labels right away, but this was sketch. The tracking number took me to a site called 60 or 678, which upon Googling I found to be a fake tracking number generator. Wow. And it's a source for Facebook fashion scams. So there's a page here. So I have attached a screenshot of the embarrassment tracking number and like the page and all this. So I'll I'll post that to the Instagram if I can like block out any identifying markers. So the bank gave me immediate refund, but not before customer service rep rep from Bentai, literally named Rice, emailed me back to assure me that they are a legitimate company and I shouldn't cancel my order. But not to worry, I could always refund my products when they arrive. So they were saying, we can give you a refund when your products arrive. So don't cancel your order, boo, because we are a real company and my name is Rice. And red beans. <laughs> Rice red beans. That's my name. <laughs> <laughs> so attached you below, you'll see an official Proud Poppy website. Oh, wow. And so um, to wrap this up, even though they got me for a minute, I'm glad I realized it right away and was able to reverse this mess. Hope I can help others not click on these ads um, and cl- and Google the actual website before actually purchasing things. So, yes, yeah, so if you see mm-hmm. a Facebook ad... Honestly, even like Google these days, they're just letting anybody buy ad space and they don't give a shit if it's like good or safe or not at all. Yeah. So um, you really have to do your due diligence because even now on Google AdSense, like the first thing that pops up may not necessarily be the actual company because you can buy, you know, um, ad space and pretend and clone a company <laughs> like they do it a lot with oh local restaurants God. yeah and now they're starting to do it on google maps like if you go on google maps and you click on like let's say you want to add a stop or you want to like uh or i don't know like recently ooh, there was someone who's talking about this on twitter today and i'm trying to remember exactly what that happened to them but they like clicked on something on google maps and it wasn't the real mm-hmm. company they had to like call back. It's oh, so, American I, Airlines. They clicked on American Airlines through Google Maps and then it actually was scammers and not the real American Airlines. Pull that off. That is terrifying. Because they're buying AdSense. Like, People don't care. They just want money. Just like Facebook is like, we don't care if you get robbed as long as we got our cut. Yeah. I mean, Facebook, it's like they don't, I, I guess that that, I, I'm, I've never bought something off of Facebook ads. I have bought something off Instagram ads, which is Facebook. So I can't really uh, be it's the bigger person. It's a little better. I mean, I always it, look at the yeah. comments, and if they have the comments turned off, I already know the vibes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Facebook, it's like they 
they're like, we don't even care if the news is real. Like the news can be <laughs> made up. So like, why would they you? They're like, I don't remember when quotes? we let Russia buy all the masks. Like we right. don't give a shit. <laughs> remember when we let Russia elect the president? Like you're never getting your dress. Like sorry. Facebook <laughs> said, if, if you don't give a damn, we don't give a fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Let's move into our next segment here. Historic hoodwinks. This is where. I am going to regale Jamie with a famous group of criminals, single individual. We don't know yet. Maybe we love them. Maybe we hate them. We do have a content warning up here. There's a brief mention of um, self-harm and domestic violence um, and unaliving and police violence. Um, It's a really fun story, though, guys. So don't let that deter you. You know that we'll like glaze over those things pretty gently. Um, But uh, we always still want to give a warning up top just in case. Uh, So let's get into it. We're going back to 1972. Ooh. Mm. A man named John Watowitz. Wow, I got that on the first try. Made international headlines after robbing a bank and creating a hostage situation for love. Okay, well, for love. Okay, well, I don't have any problem with it. What you won't do, do for love. I'll <laughs> rob every bank. Wow, I <laughs> have a problem. Um, but <laughs> Take it to the picket line. It's gonna... <laughs> you know I'm taking these pipes to the picket, okay? <laughs> I'm going to be singing. I'm going to be twerking on Black People Day at the picket. like, And we're going to be cooking out. I, I, don't, I don't know what they think it is. I'm going to get a kiddie pool. It's getting hot. Oh, it's true. You gotta just start dunking people. Like, what are you gonna dunk take in front of Paramount? <laughs> that's. I mean, it's uh, when a, I like. That's how you know people are serious. They're like, no, we've built infrastructure. You will never get rid of us. We have a full dunk tank. <laughs> we we are the termites that Jamie didn't buy. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you know, they say we are the witches that they couldn't burn. It's like all those girls I went to high school with is what they say on the internet. Right. We're just like, girl, y'all wasn't nobody and wasn't nobody trying to burn y'all ass up anyway. Um, right. As I was saying, yeah, they were like, as I was saying, please buy Mary Kay products. Um <laughs> and and I will. Because that's their scam, it and is. I have to participate. Listen, you do. It's it's your mm-hmm. it's your uh, birthright. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just going to remind you guys of his name. It's John Watowitz, <laughs> or is it Watozowitz? Nah, there's no other A. So yeah, it's John Watowitz. Um, I'm no longer going to say his last name because uh, I deserve peace. So I'm just going to call him John. <laughs> so mm-hmm. John was born in New York City in 1945. And up until wasn't 1945 like a war war year? <laughs> it was the wars. End of end of war? End of war? World War 2? Mm, I should know this. Yeah, it's end I of just World saw War 2. Oppenheimer. You just saw you just saw Oppenheimer. <laughs> I just saw Oppenheimer and I was like <laughs> laughing during it. I mean, people, people were. <laughs> what I produce? Did you see? <laughs> people were. No, I wasn't laughing at what Oppenheimer did. I know. That would I be know the most that. Fucked, but I, I was laughing at when Einstein was in it. I couldn't stop laughing every time Einstein was in it. Funny and also Josh Peck being in it. And I work with Josh Peck on iCarly, and and mm-hmm. and people could not get over Josh Peck being. But uh, Josh can act down, okay? I mean, he could get the oh. Oppenheimer, okay? And there was like he a, was great. 
he was great. Apparently, there was like a uh, someone leaked that they had a group chat called Oppen Homies, and then like the cast is like all white, basically. And so everyone mm-hmm. was like, "Who made this group chat name?" And everyone was speculating. And I was like, "I hate to judge. I hate to throw Josh under the bus." And I got to ask him. I got to text him and ask. But I tweeted. I was like, "It was definitely Josh." <laughs> <laughs> My money is on him uh, fully. Often <laughs> homies. God. <laughs> you know, now that someone's going to hear this, you know what it is? Someone's husband is going to hear this and they're going to be like, that's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, wake up. Wake up. I found it. Our million dollar idea. They're going to be listening to their wife listening to the podcast in the other room and they're going to be like, Often homies. <laughs> that's it we're we're so we're like it's like the sickest i don't know we live in the sickest place in the world but if stan culture embraces oppenheimer i don't know what i'll do i don't know what i'll do i'll just that's the bad thing about movies is like they make things that were very real and consequential seem cinematic and like story. You know, there's mm-hmm. like young people who were tweeting and on TikTok saying like, I didn't know until the Titan imploded that the Titanic was a, based on a true story. <laughs> they, I also saw that and I was like, Oh, Ooh. They thought it was mm. just Rose getting some good dick on a cruise ship. And then <laughs> the carnival, went under (laughs) that's the power of uh james cameron that's real canadian power right he went down there over 30 times like 36 times he went down there and then like (laughs) he made it up it's a great idea (laughs) (laughs) truly so uh he was born in 1945 and up until Mm -hmm. 1967 he had led a mostly normal life uh Mm -hmm. we have a a photo here. He graduated high school and was drafted to serve in Vietnam. And we have a mm-hmm. photo of him here in Vietnam. And Vietnam is always going to make me think of, see, this is bad. MASH. Mm. You know, that's what I saw when I was a kid. I didn't know MASH was actually mm-hmm. based off of, like, you know, a real war Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, I was like, oh, You're probably just was like so the cute. Titanic kids. <laughs> I mean, I very quickly learned in history class, like, about it. Yeah. Um, I was watching MASH with my grandparents when I was, like, seven. So I think it's fair. But if you want right, TikTok, you should know. I I wonder if MASH will hit, will, will make it to the kids. Yeah, I, like, I feel like there's, like, a couple times a year an old person will be like, haha, like, from MASH. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And you know that. Like, and I love that John is giving... Like, can I get that photo of John back up real quick? I love that John is giving us poses. He's got his foot up on this mm-hmm. um, this Jeep situation. And he's got his gun that's giving um, very oldie-timey gun. <laughs> he's really, he's really um, like, posing in... Uh, military industrial complex monthly right like he's going for it <laughs> he's like we finna do murders <laughs> <laughs> real hot girl shit <laughs> murders in the name of money um and we lost this war <laughs> down bad but Big time. Um, but also this gun is giving like hand cranked like <laughs> very manual 
It feels yeah, like, like it might be it takes, better to just throw the bullets at people. It takes 45 minutes to load. Works right. sometimes. You're like, be still. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I guess that's why they also probably had foxholes. Because they were like, we got to have a hole so that we can like load these bitches back up. So that we have time. Right. So they don't get us while we're waiting. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he, he went to Vietnam. He got a job. After that, he got a job at a bank and married a woman named Carmen Bufuco. I like that mm. name. Amazing. Carmen Bufuco. Uh, yes? Yeah. It's a very... Oh, we are, oh very, look at this photo. Well, their wedding picture. Oh, my God. What? This is it, what so are they trying to communicate? Sixty. Um, oh. she's like shh, and and she also has red hair. I love redheads. I love mm-hmm. love a redhead. And I love I love a wedding dress with sleeves. I love a big headpiece. I like everything that's going on here. I love. I don't every- know why she's shushing the camera. Also, but it's sexy. Could John not afford a suit? Because why is he wearing all his military regalia? Like, what? Wh- why? Yeah, that's what that's why is he wearing his work clothes? <laughs> like if I'm at my wedding, like please don't pull up in your Home Depot like fit <laughs> with apron. Like, come on. Like what's going on? Like I'm marrying a doctor, he's in his scrubs at the altar. What are we doing? Get a tux. I want everyone to know. I'm like, no, that is this is my husband. He is a manager at Lids, and I wanted him to wear this. <laughs> manager at Lids. Also, he's holding up the OK type. sign, which I don't know if at the time meant what it means now. You know, white supremacists, they always have the yeah. lamest, like, they can't come up with nothing cute. Like, the last cute thing no. they did was, like, the Ku Klux Klan fit. And that wasn't even cute. Like, a pointy cone head, not cute. Like, can't with the little eye holes, like, let's do better. Like, y'all don't <laughs> ever got no drip. Y'all don't ever got no cool, like, hand signs, dances, nothing. Um, but I don't know if this is A-OK. And, but she's doing a shush sign. I don't know what they're trying to tell us. You're right. It I'm- feels like, yeah, the hand signals are... I, I have no idea if he's actually... I mean absolutely nuts if he's flashing a white supremacy sign at his wedding uh but i I don't know their their hand their hand signals are in conflict to me i don't know what they're trying to tell us maybe this was something in the in the 60s that made sense because i'm sure a lot of the stuff that we people are going to be like why what's the stanky leg and why you know um (laughs) so maybe this was something that they were like do the chicken wing i don't know (laughs) Maybe yeah, they're getting ready to do a cool dance. I uh I, I met my boyfriend's mom recently and she was doing the crossword and I was like, oh, this is I'm not gonna thrive in this situation. But then I knew what the nene was and none the rest of his family didn't. And so I contributed. It was the rest wow. I had not I gave nothing except the nene. And they a were like, Wow, culture. Jamie knows what the nene is. Interesting. What is it? How do you spell it? Okay, and according to the knot.com, it's very common for um, military service people to wear their service uniforms to their weddings. So, I mean, okay. shout out to y'all then. I mean, I would still prefer you to wear a tux, but um, I understand you got to let the girls know, like, you serve the country, you know, and mm-hmm. they need to be grateful. Okay, you got an open bar. Be grateful for that. You got cake and chicken or fish options and also me. But me, me, number one. 
because I, I, <laughs> I kept y'all safe, you raggedy bitches. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> so, however, John, so he got married, right? He mm-hmm. also had a secret. Mm. While serving, he had an affair with a man he called a hillbilly by the name of Wilbur. Okay. Okay. Sure. It's now. Why are you shaming Wilbur? Obviously, Wilbur has some good D. Now you call him a hillbilly. I think that that's yeah. That feels very defensive on John's part. Where it's like, no, the it it, the bad thing is you cheated on your wife. Like that's why are we why are we dragging Wilbur uh, Wilbur's background into this? But I think I guess the secret is the homosexualness of it all. The homosexualities. Um, the homogeneous, if you will, is the secret that we're like <laughs> keeping. So <laughs> when when he left service, he kept his affair as well as the difficulty he was having dealing with his experience at war a secret from mm-hmm. his new wife. In 1969, John separated from his wife and started calling himself Little John Basso and joined the Gay Activist Alliance. I know that's right, oh. John. You better live in your truth. You better, you better yeah. get up out of there and, and live in your truth real quick. Also, it's funny because the wife is holding up the secret shush fingers, but really he was the one with the secret. But what a, yeah, maybe they both, maybe that's the secret she's keeping and she doesn't give a shit. Like, we don't know. We don't know what's going on. In the, okay, I'm pro John. I mean, John sounds like a great guy. He sounds really fun and cool right now. He yeah. he immediately was like, yeah, I'm, and my he's name is rob a bank. My name is LeJohn. <laughs> but he's the first LeJohn. Okay. Yes. <laughs> he was like, okay, in that photo. So, you know, the first LeJohn. And then he immediately joined the activism. Like, he was like, he didn't become a homophobe because he joined some activisms. I love that. So in 1971, oh, he married a trans woman named Liz Eden in an unofficial mm-hmm. ceremony. At the time, gender affirmation treatments and surgery were rare, hard to find, and often very expensive. But Liz wanted to pursue it. However, the couple couldn't afford it, and John initially opposed it, leading to Liz falling into a deep depression that ultimately resulted in several suicide attempts. Oh, I hate to see that. Oh, uh, Liz was a baddie. Okay, she really, Liz. Oh my God, she's so glamorous. Okay, okay, bitch. <laughs> she eating and towering over him. Yes. Not to not to compare her dress to Carmen. Oh, she ate she ate Carmen. She did, and she did not need to shush. She didn't need to do any performative gesture because her dress says, "Look around, everybody on mute." Okay, she, <laughs> Carmen is a chop. Sorry, sorry, Carmen, you gotta go. <laughs> Chantel, sashay away. Okay. sorry Carmen sashay away Liz Shante you stay so um, damn so uh, in August of 1972 Liz was hospitalized and treated for self-harm related to her depression and John's increasing violence towards her now John I know you ain't trying to whoop on this tall ass woman meanwhile John was devising a plan to win his wife back and he decided he would finance Liz's surgery himself at all costs his <gasps> solution was to rob a bank mm. no way oh yeah. this is mm. yeah he was doing God. domestic violence that I, I'm not with the that yeah mm-hmm. I was like I can't uh no matter what no matter what there's no way to be like 
little John, what a good guy. Right. Um, We've got to that take is, that out. Uh, all that said, that is a great reason to rob a bank. Yes. So robbing the bank, John put together a team of two other men, Bobby Westenberg and Salvatore Naturale. Ooh, I love those. These these guys, these people got some names on them, honey. So (laughs) whom he had met through the West Village scene to assist him. So he got he got the gays together. (laughs) Yes. To rob the bank. So their expertise went as far as preparing by driving around New York looking for a bank to rob. That's not a lot of expertise. I I love hearing about, I mean, yeah, any like botched bank robbery. I feel like it starts with some shit like that where they're like the day of the robbery. They realized they didn't know how to rob. So they just kind of walked around for a while, got their courage up and then did a terrible job. Listen, they had no skills, but they had gumption. <laughs> all right. So and on, they looked great doing right. it. Right. On August 21st, 1972, the group entered their first bank, but they dropped their shotgun, causing it to go off and forcing them to flee. Now, how you going to drop the gun? Now, it's the butt That's fingers. Really, rule number one is don't <laughs> drop the gun. You need the gun. So outside another bank, they hit a car as they practiced their getaway. At some point... Okay. Can y'all practice y'all getaway in an empty parking lot? Like, what is going on? So at some point in the day, they stopped to see The Godfather to hype themselves up more. So they were like, okay, let's go watch The Godfather. That's going to teach us how to rob the bank. And we're going to be like, say hello. We're going to walk into the bank and be like, say hello to my little friend. And they're going to be like, what, did you, what does that mean? What do you want from us? <laughs> that's, that's adorable. I just that's want them to really quote sweet. Al Pacino, but like not ask the right questions to get money <laughs> from the bank. On my daughter's wedding, and they're like, "What do you? What do you want?" They're like, "No, no, no! Wait for it! Wait for it! If I do this long enough, eventually I'll rob a bank." Right, we're we're warming up to it. So around three p.m., the trio finally entered the Chase Manhattan Bank in Gravesend, Brooklyn. They entered each with a shotgun and slipped the teller a note saying, "This is an offer you can't refuse." Wait, why am I right? No. No. What does that mean? They. What What do you mean it's an offer? You're offering, what are you offering me? You That's how offers work. You got to give me something. I really, okay, that is, this is the, the cutest robbery of all time. Because this does sound like, okay, ask a 12-year-old to plan a robbery. They're like, um, okay, so I'd get a car and then I'd just drive it around and then I'd find a bank and then I'd write a note and then, I don't know, we'll just see if they give me any money. These and are... you're like, this is a plan, planless. No plan. I, wow. These are very unserious people. <laughs> like, what do you do if you're the teller at that bank? You're like, okay, like, um, what do you, huh? huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think you just have to be like, okay, wait, um. Sir, could you please fill out the uh, bank form right there? Like, I think I would just go back to doing my job. I'd be like, "Are you making like, a deposit oh. or a withdrawal?" Like, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be all cute here. I'd be like, "Oh, are you robbing a bank?" That's you so don't know nice. if that teller's seen The Godfather yet. Like, <gasps> oh, spoilers too. Yeah, mm. that and that the the biggest crime of all: spoiling The Godfather. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so their plan was doomed from the start, as the teller was quickly able to pull the bank's silent alarm. As police converged on the bank, the group was able to grab $38,000 in cash and $175,000 in, tra- in traveler's check. A modest take from a half-full vault, roughly $1.7 million today's total. So they didn't really get the bag back, but for me, for a goofy-ass bank robbery like they did, that's a bag. You know, that's over $200,000. That's to me for, oh, for oh you can't refuse. I feel like that's good enough. They was dropping guns at the last bank. So <laughs> they hit a car and dropped a gun the last time. I'm like, it's amazing that they lived. Right. So when sirens finally pulled up, Bobby took off and John and Salvatore were left on their own. Police demanded the robbers come out. They refused. And what was a robbery turned into a hostage situation. Now, Bobby taking off. Why didn't y'all follow Bobby? I feel like we all should have went wherever Bobby went. He, so Bobby just got away? It seems he just, to be that, he, the case. Bobby just, just ran. ran. Out the back exit. Yeah, at that point. I went, Did he have any money with him? Or if he, or he was like, time number three, we'll, we'll get it. Right. I don't know. I I don't know. Mm. But Bobby was out of that bitch. He was like, <laughs> So Good for Bobby. Eight bank staffers were held inside as police took over the neighboring beauty parlor as headquarters and snipers set up on roofs. 2,000 spectators from the neighborhood converged on the bank while negotiations with John began, including John's own mother. So now John Mama at the spot. Ooh. Now, it's always been weird to me, like, that bank robberies, like, get snipers. Because I'm like, uh, unless the bank robber is, I guess, in there shooting people, you know, all willy-nilly, which they rarely do. uh, Mm -hmm. It's paper, y'all. It's insured by the FDIC. We're going to really, like, get on the roof and murder people for paper. Like, let's all, Mm -hmm. like, calm down and take a breath. People love to murder people over paper. It's, uh, yeah, there's... (laughs) My most cynical, like with the snipers pointing at any bank robber, it's just like, first of all, awful. Second of all, unnecessary. And third of all, just so drama queen of them. I'm just like, for what? Just tell us you want to shoot living people for fun. Right. Because that's what this is. This is is a game for you. Right. It's like you've been shooting at targets and you're like, I want to put a bullet in a real body. Like, you don't (laughs) like, come on. Yes. (laughs) This is dumb. So John Mama pulled up to the spot now. So as he negotiated with police, he also spoke to the press directly from inside the bank, offering interviews to any journalist who called the bank directly. So now he's a ham. He's like, I I will talk to anybody. Is it ABC News? Yeah, put him on the line. Hello? Yeah, I got... <laughs> yeah, I'm putting my gun at everybody. Y'all stay down. Stay, little John. Stay down. Stay down. Yeah, it's me, little John Basso. Yeah, so ever since I was a little boy, I really wanted to be like, I said, stay down. Like, it's like, just like giving an interview, but then in between, like, hands rock a seal. He just, like, it inadvertently starts giving other lines from The Godfather. <laughs> That's kind of, I mean, it does sort of feel all vaguely like method acting than what he's doing <laughs> it feels like a really long complicated audition for an off-broadway play yes one that I, he's clearly gonna get paid off-broadway money which is zero dollars sometimes yeah um, well, at least we'll have two hundred thousand well if it's off off <laughs> off we get mm-hmm. money um i've been on off off broadway um mm-hmm. I, I did a show called um lolly <laughs> so, I think it 
was called like Lolly and Brownie go to Hollywood or something. It was terrible. If I can find a picture, I will show when? it. I was in it was I was in New York. It was at the um the pit. Um, oh, okay. And I was wearing a terrible blonde wig and it was just <laughs> You know how in New York you can rent out studio space to like dance or you know whatever, and so she yeah. kind of scammed us by be- making it seem like it was like a real thing. They're like, it's an off off Broadway theater. You're like, this is a room, but thank you, I will pay you to use it. Yeah, right. I think I might have come out of pocket on it. I definitely don't think I got paid anything. So. <laughs> I would pay $200,000 to see that show. Listen, I would love to we had a choreographed dance to a song called Rump Shaker. <laughs> At the Rump Shaker. Oh my God, no, I'm not doing this. So, um, <laughs> we're behind. Um, so, he was talking to anybody who would listen. He even gave out the phone number to his ex-wife to a journalist from the Village Voice to call in case anything happened. However, when John told police that he wanted money for his wife's gender reassignment surgery, some in the crowd and police force became ugly, prompting John to run outside and threaten a cop when he called him a slur. So... Oh damn, John! Uh, John, the real—he really does look so. Because I, I, I know that this just based on what I learned before we started recording that the movie Dog Day Afternoon is based on this. I haven't seen it, but that guy looks. Little John looks so much like Al Pacino. It's nuts. It really is, like, which is a compliment because uh, th- at this time Al was really giving. Oh, you know he was I mean? yes, he was sassy. There was a huge debate against like Al Pacino or uh, Robert De Niro, and I'm sorry, but it's Robert De Niro all day. But mm-hmm. um, they both cute. <laughs> but I'm also, Pacino, I love that John girl. is about that life. Like he was like, "Oh, you calling me a sir? Oh, I, fuck the bank robbery. Hold on one second. Hold on, y'all stay down, stay down." And and, and the village voice, y'all hold on too. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. he knows I was like, bitch, I know you ain't calling me no. <laughs> uh, I mean, good for good for him. The f- he's finding time to do a lot of things <laughs> on this day. And I am in favor of basically everything he's he doing on this day. He is yeah. multitasking. Mm-hmm. All right. Pay attention, John. We robbing a bank. Pay attention. <laughs> so he demanded pizza be ordered to feed the hostages. When the delivery guy showed up, he paid him with wads of cash from the bank and threw fistfuls more of bills to a cheering crowd. So he got the crowd back on his side. Even some uh, of his hostages grew fond of him. One teller, Shirley Ball. That doesn't even sound like a real name. <laughs> Sure. It's a good old timey name. Sure, like Lucille Ball, but she was Shirley Ball. <laughs> you know Lucille Shirley. So Shirley He's Ball. Ball's cousin. Right. Shirley Ball. Shirley Ball said, I realized that he was friendly, had a purpose for robbing the bank, and he thought he would be in and out. And I thought he would be too. And he should have been. So police tried getting John to surrender by bringing an ex-lover whom he kissed on the steps of the bank. Eventually, they brought Liz, an image of Liz we got here, walking with the cops. And look at Liz. Oh, Liz is stressed. She is. Look at her. Like, Get her away from her those chest. cops. Right. Like, and they act like they're ushering her, but it's giving, like, we're shoving you over here to, like, do our bidding. I don't like Yeah, that. it feels very, like, 
photo op I don't know. They're poor Liz. Liz is just having a day. Like they're Liz tired as hell and been tired. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, now I got to deal with this child. I don't even. Mm-hmm. I get it, Liz. I'm so sorry. Liz is like, John, I told you to do literally anything else <laughs> except dramatically I said, be a rob better a bank. man. I said, be a yeah. better man. And then you heard rob a bank. I don't know what. Rob a bank as loudly as possible. <laughs> like, ugh, Liz. Right. Liz. So. They done drag Liz into it. And Liz like, now why am I in it? <laughs> so <laughs> um, they got her from Kings County Hospital. So she's in the hospital. But she refused oh. to see him as she viewed her husband as a monster. She said John well, yeah. was also good natured. And that was the problem. John and I couldn't live together because of mental problems on both sides. John was sadistic in his sex habits. He could control himself. But sometimes he went overboard with such things and he terrified me. Oh, so, my God. Poor, I mean, and it's like and he had already been physically abusing her. That yeah. is. Ugh. And he's got PTSD from the war. From Vietnam. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I've never been less surprised that the cops are like, no, no, we're going to bring you right to uh, your abuser at his lowest moment in his entire life. And let's see how that goes. Oh, my God. Also, I think this is like a reflection of the time, like saying John was also good natured. I think that John was just what a lot of abusers are, which is charming to everybody else, except for the person that they're abusing. And I've experienced this. I know it's true. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, everyone will be like, oh, but they're so nice to me. And it's like, we all have to stop letting the scam happen of like, oh, someone's nice to us. So they can't be horrible to someone else. Because if they were horrible to everyone, then their secret would be out. Like, why would you do that? If you want to keep being a bad bastard and not go to jail you can't be out here being a bastard to everybody like you gotta mm-hmm. be funny charming and nice and the cool pizza guy and then you terrify liz like that's that's how it works that's how abuse yeah. works so next time someone tells you that somebody is a nasty person and you're like well they weren't nasty to me take your narcissistic ass sit sit the fuck down and think <laughs> about it and think about the fact that everything ain't about you and, mm-hmm. and and just because your experience is one thing doesn't mean somebody else is going to be the same. That's like if I, really... I, if I was a white person and I, I, I had a good experience with the police and a black person did it. Like, there's a difference there. there... <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, good for you, I fucking guess. But, like, listen to me. I don't know. That's, yeah, I've, I've had, like, abusers, it's, it's such a clear playbook and the more charisma an abuser has, the more willing they are to, like, weaponize it against everyone around them, which is has to be, like, I think probably for Liz, I mean, it has to be so infuriating and just, like, getting gaslit by the world all the time. Because I'm sure people were seeing John on TV and they're like, wow, this guy is, like, doing cool. it for her. And then, and then it, yeah, and then he gets a movie made about him with Al Pacino in it. And you're just like, enough. Right. Like he gets continued, like glorified, canonized. One of the most famous actors in history plays him. And like, meanwhile, Liz was just trying to be in the hospital getting her treatments. And now she being shoved down the street. Like, what? Why? Uh, See? Mm -mm -mm. Um, (laughs) So. 
After 14 hours, the standoff ended when police agreed to buy John and Salvatore tickets to Europe with another ticket for Liz so she could get gender reassignment surgery. Cops arrived with a van and transported John, Salvatore, and Liz and the hostages to the JFK airport. However, it was all a ruse. As soon as they arrived, Salvatore was shot and killed by FBI agents who drove them there, and John was arrested. Now, why Salvatore got to get shot? Wait. Why did they and also not but I was like and why did they bring Liz if they knew they were gonna do that? Liz didn't do anything. They're Salvatore. Uh, I just don't understand why they shot Salvatore and then kept John. I like did they What am I saying? So it's the deep. FBI. They be doing murders. Um, like, they I mean they're just they will sh- they will shoot whoever. They're oh my god. Damn it, you know what? Uh-huh. I bet if Salvatore had come outside with John and been like, I'm also robbing the bank for love or something, then they probably wouldn't have capped him because they would have he, he would have been necessary for the photo ops. But he just didn't have the narrative. <laughs> he did not create IP quickly they enough. Didn't know he and was so the FBI killed him. They didn't know he was in. He needed to get out there and get a press photo. He needed to get on the village voice too. <laughs> Salvatore should be like, let me hold the phone. Let me hold the phone. <laughs> like, let me get on the, the Daily Mail. Oh, so, wow. The that after- that's crazy. I, just, I still don't understand why they did that. Um, but, you know. Yeah, or why that's like legal to do. It's like, not, what? but do. Well, yeah. Law... But that's the FBI's thing. I guess. Yeah, that's their whole thing is like, they don't follow the law, you know. They don't even yeah. really enforce it. Uh, they're <laughs> one of the biggest cartels in the world, but, you know, we don't have to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> so... Salvatore found out that day. <laughs> right. Damn, Salvatore. I feel bad for Salvatore. Me so, um, the aftermath. Three days after... The, I'm sorry, I was going to say, Salvatore ain't beating on nobody. Uh, but anyways, so the aftermath. Three days after the robbery, John's third accomplice, Bobby, surrendered to police. He pled guilty to conspiracy charges and was sentenced to two years in prison. That's pretty light. Meanwhile, John became a celebrity behind bars. In 1973, John pa- was paid for his rights to the story, leading to the creation of the 1975 Dog Day Afternoon, directed by Sidney Lumet. And I know I should probably know how to say that last name. I'm an actor. Sydney Lumet. Sydney Lumet. Um, and starring Al Pacino as John. The film was nominated for six Academy Awards, including Best Picture and Best Director. And Al Pacino landed a Best Actor nod, and it won Best Screenplay. Oh, my God. I feel wow. so bad for Liz. In like two years' time. Uh, it has to be a fucking nightmare. Like, just to, like not only did you have to live through that experience... But then your abuser gets like this Hollywood glow up treatment. Like, oh God, nightmare. You see it winning Oscars. Like, what? Al Pacino playing your abuser? No, thank you. No, thank you. So it's been hailed to be one of the best films of the 70s. The American Film Institute hails it as one of the 100 best films ever made. Uh, they said Oppenheimer is going to get in there. <laughs> Barbie better get in there. So he gave the money he earned from the rights to Liz for her surgery. Oh, okay, John. That's you. That's the least you can do, you raggedy bitch. Yeah, you owe her. Like, I'm not even okay, going to say bar- all. Bar on the floor. I'm like, I'm not upset that Liz is getting money, but at what fucking cost? Oh, Liz. Yeah, that sounds like compensation. Yeah. So John John was sentenced to 20 years in prison. And while in prison, was able to view the film. 
He was released after five years and afterward, wow, 20 and you did Wow. A fourth? Okay. He did five. He did five. Uh meanwhile, yeah. they killed Sav- Salvatore. Yeah, five <laughs> Salvatore did life, his life. Yeah. <laughs> they took it from him. <laughs> he did life immediately. They didn't have to do Salvatore like that. It's not funny. <laughs> they have to do him like that. So um, John was, he got out after five years, right? Afterwards, he moved in with his boyfriend, George Heath, a jailhouse lawyer he had met in prison who helped him during his appeal process. Liz did get her surgery, but unfortunately passed away of AIDS in 1987. Liz just really didn't get a fair shake in life. Yeah, I love Liz. John and, Liz was such a bad bitch. This is just... So sad. John and George eventually broke up, and John continued living with his mother. And we have an image of John with his mother, Terry. Oh, John. Wow. You did. John. Uh, John was really putting people through it. His mom had to go to the site of the robbery, too. Which, But his mom, like... His mom looks pretty good for her age, and so she's smiling. Yeah. And but John looks like he has—he looked like what he's been through. He looks yeah. terrible. He had some hard years. He—he he he looked like what hard. he did to other people. Yeah, and I Which love it, that. It is, yeah. It's like it's not enough, but it is always kind of like, well, it caught up with your head at very least. It's just. I don't know. His eyes just look like sunken in, and and you know. It just looks like he don't got no life in his face no more. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, when he came out of the building, he had so much life in his face. And now, like, he looked like he'd been beat down. Mm-hmm. So, um, he living with his mama, right? Um, and he was living off welfare and even applying to be the head of security at Chase Bank. Now, John. Oh, Oh my God, this picture. Why would you do God. this? He went back to the chase. Well, this is the Manhattan Bank. He was like, I, I robbed the Brooklyn one. Y'all chill. Like, let me. His shirt says, I robbed this bank. Okay, that's a flex. Okay. That's that a flex. Is, that I robbed this bank like... is a flex. Uh, I like, hate you, John, but. I hate him, but that is. He got me there. He got me it. there. I want a t shirt of this as a t shirt. Lacey, like you should thing. have, you should have, the whole congregation should have this shirt. <laughs> I robbed this bank. Yeah. So he uh, died of stomach cancer in 2006 at the age of 60. Uh, mm-hmm. And now we move on to the saddest part of the show where I have to let Jamie go. But before we do, Scammer of the Week. This is where we talk about a robber or a charlatan that we believe is worthy of our praise. This week, we're talking about a California Instagram momfluencer. These are kind of the most cringy people on Instagram to me because if you're just showing your own cheeks and, like, having fun on the beach, like, I'm fine with that. If you want to sell, like, all the crime, you know, um, products, whatever— but mm-hmm. the momfluencer thing, I'm like, you're using your kids and like filming your kids. I don't like it. Oh, it's so uh, the consent is just feels wrong. I have like it's my dream to write a horror movie about uh, John and Kate's kids from John and Kate plus eight mm-hmm. uh, k- killing them. Oh wow! <laughs> just that's because it well not that it warped, but like it's so absolutely buck wild that you would 
feel comfortable being like, yeah, they'll be cool with this someday that I was like monetizing their existence uh, so that we could live in a big ass, ugly house. Oof. Right. Okay. Momfluencer. Momfluencer. And also it's like you're employing your kids full time and they, that's not fair. So um, this momfluencer um, has been sentenced to a 90 days prison stint. After falsely reporting and posting to Instagram that a couple had attempted to kidnap her two children. So she oh. did. False kidnappings are really getting popular um, these days. Do you? Why? I like, why know. do you think? Is it just like a, well, the world is ending anyways. Let's see. Like, I don't. Why is that on the rise? I don't know. I truly do not know. But, you know, the girls are out here wanting people to look for them. And so in December 2020, Katie Sorensen, 30, visited a Michaels in Petaluma with her four-year-old son and one-year-old daughter, purchased some Mm -hmm. items, loaded her children into the car, and left. Shortly after leaving, she called Petaluma police saying that a couple had tried to kidnap her kids and about a week later posted a video describing the near abduction of her young children, adding significant Mm -hmm. details that had not been disclosed to the Petaluma police department. So she gave the police department one story and then when she got on Instagram, she said, let me put a little razzle dazzle on this a little oh she's doing the videos in her car and she's wearing a hat wow she's really going for it yeah she's like i'm this is so urgent i can't even get up out my car (laughs) i can't even go in my house for this video because it's so urgent that i gotta tell (laughs) y'all just a looming head like hi you guys i just have to tell you something really quickly Ooh. Right, I have to get this off my chest. And we all know the best way to get things off of your chest is in your Ford Explorer. Um, <laughs> Lying your ass up. Right, not wrong. Let's play this video. Let's see her in her car giving us the urgency. So I'm going to share a story um, in an effort to raise that awareness. But it's, I'm not ready. I This is hard for me. I'm not ready to share I gotta this story. Monetize but I, it. I know it's important. I, gotta I would rather it. be oh uncomfortable um, and awkward and get the message out sooner than wait until I feel composed. Um, Because I don't know if I'll ever be composed talking about this. If you need to get the message out, bitch, but give the message now. You can go let kids get abducted. Why are you waiting to monetize um, targets of attempted She all but gave her handle. To Michael's Craft Store just to run a few errands, um, get some things to make some homemade gifts. Very quick homemade gifts i'm a good person my children out a lot as of late um Um. but this was just a a situation where we just needed to run this errand and i thought i came prepared i brought the double stroller um thinking i just necessary details cover them up put the uh cover on top and just walk through the store quickly grab our stuff and go i only have two items i needed to grab it up and then i two items that you needed unnecessary details um, way too much so pausing, to way I too much looking away. As far away as possible. How can you um, make eye contact with your camera? It's not to even not a person. Others with our big stroller. That's right. That was always my go-to. More details. Whenever I brought the double stroller, I parked details. far away so that people wouldn't um, um, be frustrated with me taking forever getting the stroller in and out. Um, um, that is the first thing that from this day forward I will be doing differently um, um, if I ever choose to bring my kids out again. I uh, I start clocking when the ums were gonna happen. There, wow, you're you're a true expert. It's like I I it's just 
I don't know. The fact that she fully described her the errand she was doing at the the unnecessary in-person errand she was doing at the peak of COVID with her kids. She's like, that's not the point, though. That's not the point. The point is, and then um, what was the point? The point was, um, when I got to the Michaels parking lot, I parked in the back in row D, section 43. Um, and I got out of my car. Um, I had just given my kids uh, um, a Mott's apple juice box. Um, and I I'm a good mom. I'm a good mom. <laughs> um, and I got out my double stroller and it's um, from Gerber. Um, and I, like, it's like, why all these unnecessary details? Why are you telling us you got two items from the store? Like, you lying. You lying lying right. she couldn't even that make does eye feel contact. like a real lying thing like adding in a super specific thing for no reason be like how could i be lying i got two I, you're like what the fuck are you talking about that's so what she's going do. to she's going to jail and every time she like needed to lie about a detail you notice her eyes avert from the camera or she looks down like she couldn't even like her body language was saying um, i'm lying um so she got 90 days in prison because um, the video that she put up has since been deleted by Sorensen, but it received 4 million views. According to the Petaluma PD, she accused the couple Sadie Vega Martinez. Ho-ho! We're bringing in the minorities! Her husband, Eddie Martinez, um, of uh, like trying to kidnap her children. So they fully cooperated with the investigation and denied the allegations being made against them. So now she's also race baiting. You know, she's using the hate That's... of Latino people in this mm-hmm. country to fuel this story where she's um, monetizing it. Um, and Sorensen mm-hmm. has yet to take responsibility for what is being considered a racially motivated hoax. Prosecutors sure. also say that she's been in significant engagement with QAnon conspiracy theories, which tend to center around kidnappers and pedophiles and never around the people in the church actually touching on your kids. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's yeah. I mean, I guess she was out maskless with her kids in December, Um, 2020 like that. uh, That's fucking disgusting. Uh, That's Katie choke. Okay. I I hope that um, they beat your ass in prison um, every day. Um, but that brings us to the end of a fantastic episode, Jamie. Thank you so much for returning to the show. This is an epic oh, episode. I had the best time. Thank you for too. thank you for introducing me to Liz. Thank you for having me. I just I feel great. And we always ask, where would you like to be found? What do you want to plug? Anything you want to share? Anything people can get into? All of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just follow me on. Uh, and um and <laughs> on Instagram at Jamie Christ Superstar. Uh and then you can get my book about hot dogs and read more about that old man. It's called Raw Dog. And uh you should buy it at an independent bookstore. Don't be an asshole. I love it. Um <laughs> Um, I can never hear um the same way again. Stop doing it now. Um, (laughs) if you want to follow the show, Scam Goddess Pod on all platforms. If you want to see this crazy video and all of the photos, and Liz, a bad bitch who could you could never kill. Um, God, no, now I'm doing it. It's killing me. If you want to follow me and my shenanigans, D I V A L A C I D Valacia on all platforms. We're currently on strike, so I'm not allowed to plug any television shows uh, or movies. But uh, um, 
just Google, I guess. Um, <laughs> figure it out. Figure um, it out. Because it's dangerous out there. Um, <laughs> congregation, stay amming. <laughs> Damn goddess. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. Our producer is Judith Cargbo. Our production coordinator is Abby Aguilar. And our audio engineer is Sam Keeper. Research for the show is done by Caitlin Brand. Stay scamin'. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Coco Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.